Good morning, Brosefs and Brosefinas. Uh, we are coffee and tequila. Uh, <laughs> morning show on Mondays and a late show on Fridays. I am Alistair. You just like go wherever you want with it, whatever we do. You know, intros. I you go know, how I, however I want to feel. I like the I like the spontaneity. Yeah, it makes me feel it's a little titillating, sexy. Uh, my name is Zach. <laughs> my name is Alistair. <laughs> this is Alistair, and we are in a bromance. Okay, a a a brerage. A um, we are braried. We we're, we're in a. Uh, I don't have puns for the bros. Bros, bros, bros. He's my bro friend. A bromance. A, a bros not at home. This is what this podcast is. Bro versus bro. Um, yeah, we are. <laughs> This is just a miss. Well, right? actually, so so today, <laughs> well, this I, I just is currently wanna, being sponsored by te, uh, Helix by, by the coffee and tequila. This episode is currently being sponsored by Helix Sleep, as always, and we will let you know a little bit more about them a little bit later. We are not drinking tonight. I have coffee, so I don't know why we're like slipping and sliding so much. You know, you know the gays. We slip and slide. Yeah, um, we what? <laughs> we got a lot of uh, we uh, uh, of concern over our last episode. We did the hot ones challenge, and a lot of people were like, "Oh my goodness!" I didn't realize that there are people who do not like to watch stuff like that because I guess we were in pain. They're yes. like, "I hate to see you guys in pain." And uh, for those people, y'all are so sweet, and that was, <laughs> I, I didn't expect that much care. You know, I've actually heard horror stories from other people. Sorry, from other people who've done yeah. the hot ones challenge. Where they had to go back to their house, get into a fetal position, and stay that way for hours. Ian said that he did it with a group of friends, and that he threw up on like the second or third one, and got so mad that he like left or or something like that. Yeah. So the, if you hear any like crinkling, the dog is like down there going buck wild. <laughs> um, yeah. So apparently it's it's a it's a thing people do not like to do. They don't like to torture themselves for entertainment. It was an experience. Right afterwards, it stayed. It probably stayed in my throat for about an hour. It was there for a long time. It was there for a good long time. Like even especially on my lips. Even after it went away from my throat, it was still on my like on my lips. Yeah, you were feeling it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, much less so, but I definitely felt it on the other end. Oh, did you? Um, yes, oh, I see, did. I didn't. Yes, mm. yes. Uh, I, I felt it on the other end more than I felt it um, just eating the actual hot ones. There you go, folks. There you go. I didn't feel it on the other end, but, so I guess it just hit us differently. But for, for me, what was surprising is how sweet the hot ones challenge is, because I think most of those uh, sauces come out as sweet on your palate first, yeah, and then they give you the heat. And a lot of it, the reason why it's so bad, it isn't that the heat is immediate. It's that the heat slowly intensifies. Yeah. I had a lot of fun doing it. You know, the husband versus husband challenges are, are have been, have turned into, we've we kind of started them just to, They're fun. to do easy episodes when we're, you know, a little bit too busy to really go in with some research. But they, they have been fun. I've been really enjoying doing them. So I think we're going to continue that series the husband versus husband series well i thought uh, it was called the we go back to school series we're gonna call it the husband v husband series <laughs> okay now we're gonna switch it. the name now we're gonna switch the name um today husbands, husbands at school yeah very true very true i don't know i i recommend it for people it's a fun party thing um definitely want to get some friends in there to do it but today's episode is not all about the hot ones challenge it is about bros and we're gonna go we're gonna go to break real quick um, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the movie, the brand new rom-com, the queer rom-com bros. Um, By Billy Eichner. Yeah. 
Starring so. Billy Eckner. Starring Billy Eckner. <laughs> and um, uh, Luke McFarland. And uh, we'll talk about, yeah, what we liked, what we didn't like about the movie, and then what, I don't know, is it get, it's, it's, it's a hot topic right now. So we're going to talk about the hot topic of it all. Uh, we won't even cut away, you know. Uh, our Helix Sleep Mattress. This is the time to talk about our Helix Sleep Mattress, as we always do, because Helix has partnered with us for this episode of Coffee and Tequila. We love working with Helix, and we love our Helix Mattresses, don't we, baby? We do actually. I think that that might be my only criticism of the movies that we they saw them in bed a lot, mm, mm. but I didn't know if it was a Helix mattress. Where were the Helix Lee mattresses? He has a podcast. Why wasn't he talking about the Helix? Lee exactly. Mm. The eleventh brick. Get on it, Billy Eichner. Get on it. Now it's time to tell y'all a little bit about our sponsor for today's episode, Helix Sleep. Helix is a premium mattress and a box company that makes beds to fit your unique sleep style. Helix knows that everybody is different and everybody has their own unique needs, and so they've made a sleep quiz that'll match you with your perfect mattress based on your needs. I am an all-over sleeper. Alistair's more of a side sleeper. He likes a firm mattress. I like, uh, you know, more medium we took the quiz together and we got the midnight mattress. And one of the best parts about Helix is that they deliver the mattress right to your door for free. It comes rolled up in a box and is super easy to set up yourself. And if it makes you nervous to buy something online that you haven't tried, Helix has a 100 night sleep trial so you get more than three months to make sure that you absolutely love it. And if you don't, they'll pick it up for you and you'll get a full refund. Well, if you or somebody you know is in the market for a new mattress and you think that Helix sounds right for you, you can go to helixsleep.com slash tequila where you can get up to $200 off of your mattress and... Two free pillows. There you go. Two pillows for two bros. Oh. Ah, yeah. So... Two brolos. <laughs> mm. This movie. You were very excited to see this movie. I have been in a spooky season mood for the past six months. So yeah, I, I, I was extremely excited to see this movie. Yeah. And uh, honestly, we go to the movies a lot. And the trailers <laughs> really just came out in the movies, at least the movie theater that we go to, for this movie. Yeah. And so I remember last weekend we were watching... What were we watching? Oh, we watched... They did a movie party for The Mummy... Uh, and did they played bros. Yes, and they played the it, they played the bros trailer. And I remember turning to our friend Sage, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, we should we should see it next week." And I was like, "Yeah, let's let's go watch it." Yeah. Plus, I was excited about it. But also, when you when all of us went to go see it, we uh, like we went to the bar outside of the the movie for a bit, and both of y'all asked me, "What movie are we seeing?" I forgot what movie we were seeing a couple different times. Right, like it wasn't like sticking with me. And then we got in there, and they had. That's some crazy shit playing. They had Patrick. So we went to the Alamo Draft House, and usually before, if you haven't been to the Alamo Draft House before the movie, they'll play like, I don't know, related content. Like that's like vintage interviews or vintage music videos or vintage clips from movies. And um, they played like Patrick Swayze's music video from Dirty Dancing. I guess he had a song for it. I know and, why, uh, because Billy Eichner sung it during the connections. movie. That's and why, they played yep. a lot of Billy on the Street, which was really funny. Um, uh, where, where he's kind of advertising his, his movie, and it's yeah. really, really funny. It was funny. It was very funny. So this, uh, our theater, though, wasn't it wasn't very packed. I was it expecting wasn't. it to be a little bit more packed, I have to be honest. So the 631 had more people. Mm -hmm. The 941 didn't. 
It was a Saturday, Saturday, though. I think there was a gaggle of gays that went to the 631 and then Is went up to the bars. Is that who you think what came out afterwards? Yeah, I, I think because it was a gaggle a of gays. Of, a group of dudes, and yeah. they were all together. They all had shorts on, and I said, those are gays. And you said, no, they're not. Well, you, I walked past them again, and I reevaluated. shamed me. Because they were all talking about going to the bar mm. after the movie. So I think they just made a night of it. Like, oh, let's go see the movie, and let's go out to the bars. Well, that's nice. Maybe yeah. we should have been in that theater. Um, the theater we went to see it in the room. I noticed there was a good amount of teenage girls. There may, there must have been like ten people. I think there theater. was more women than there were men. There were us three. There was a guy next to us, an older gentleman next to us, who must have been like I don't know, fifties, uh, sixties, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, that was really fun. He he just came on his own just to support the movie. You know, um, he sat like a seat over from me, and so it was us three, him. I know there were two girls that came in, two, there was a straight couple in there. I thought they were, they looked like a straight couple. They could have been, yeah. They are talking like man and wife. Um, and then two more teenage girls, I think, were behind us. So, yeah, it was like 10 people, because we got there like real early, so I counted everybody who came in. But what I did like, even though it wasn't a packed theater, mm-hmm. is that at funny moments, either I was laughing too loud to hear <sighs> no, anybody it else. Was, it was. Everybody was laughing, yeah, I thought. absolutely. So. <laughs> Uh, I I really enjoyed it and I've been really looking forward to this movie mostly because I really do love rom-coms and I think rom-coms have kind of died away when it comes to the movie theater platform I think Sandra Bullock you know kind of brought the fire with uh, oh gosh what is it called The Lost Island Mm. I loved that movie and it was it's it's I I think especially as uh get queer people queer people will have been watching like uh, straight cinema all this time and we've been watching straight rom coms and loving straight rom coms all this time yeah and it's just so nice to have one that's it's about us. us yeah it is us and this was like the kind of big draw I feel like the trailer came out like a year ago maybe it was just earlier this year but this year has seemed like two years I don't know the past no, couple years so. have seen like a real long anyway so it probably just came out this year but um. I, I don't know. When I heard about it, I I think the whole premise of it was like really intriguing. You know, um, I it's just it's not it's not invent, reinventing the wheel. You know, it's not trying to like really make a new genre of rom com or a new subgenre of rom com. It is just trying to be a rom com featuring two men falling in love uh, that keep, takes place in a different culture. It does take place in a different culture. It's yeah. our culture, I guess. It would it would be the culture that we belong to. Um, and in that way, I feel like I feel like it was successful. Let's talk about the movie before we kind of talk about reactions and stuff like that. Because I mean, the reactions from people, it's, it, it well, didn't do well, all that great in in the theater opening weekend. And there's a lot of talk uh, talk about it right now. No, what did you think of the movie though? Without critics, without like any of the talk that's that's been going on on the internet like what do, what did you take from this movie what you, what did you love about this movie what did you hate about it everything well i i think it's my at this point i think it's my favorite rom-com yeah i loved that really? it was yes favorite rom-com yes and um so at this point it's my favorite rom-com um i really enjoyed it i thought all the jokes really hit i thought that the writing was superb i thought the acting was good i thought that it was just a wonderful uh hour and 55 minutes um and uh i, I love that it was both a rom-com but it also didn't take itself so seriously like they even said from the beginning you know some people don't get when things are oh what was it not stereotypical satire, satire. Yeah. and uh, there was a lot of satire throughout the uh, the movie, obviously, there's some spoiler alerts here, but w- when they talked about Queer Eye, when they talked about Schitt's Creek, oh, I you know. I thought that was so funny when uh, they brought up Schitt's Creek. 
<laughs> yeah, or, or yeah, the banter between the LGBTQ plus uh, people, um, and just the way that you know stereotypically gay guys get together. Um, and I, I've been on that side of mm-hmm. the of the of the metaphorical die in terms of um, how gay guys relate to each other like that. And for me, like I definitely connected to that in a lot of ways. Whereas, like I feel like. Where we're at, even though I feel feel like Billy Eichner, I'm sorry, Bobby and oh, I'm gonna mess up that. Uh, Aaron? Billy Eichner plays Bobby and Luke McFarlane plays Aaron. So I cannot call them Luke and Bobby. And yeah, Billy yeah, even though Bobby and Aaron are, are at different places in their life than I am right now. Yeah, and I think that my phase, I've, I, a lot of the the story centers around the fact that they've kind of found uh, before they found each other, they kind of found some solace in being, you know, solo. And now it's weird because they're having some sort of attraction to each other, and uh, they don't know, they don't know how to be in a relationship after having been alone and just hooking up and satisfying their own emotional needs separately yeah. for all this time. And I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it, and even for me, like uh, our relationship, I was never looking for somebody until I found you, oh, and I goodness. was like, so that I, I, that was a person I liked. Well, that's a question I have for you. Then were you like? I, it's, I find it so wild that you say that like, that's your favorite rom-com now, though. Because I wouldn't put it as my favorite rom-com, I don't think. I think my favorite rom-com... I'm not a big rom-com person anyway. Like, I really... Uh, rom-com is a hard sell on me. I'm, like, more... Like, ro- I feel like rom-com to you is, like, horror to me. Mm, no. What would you say? Like, sci-fi? No. Fantasy? Mm, I'd say action. So, where, who the hell are you? Who are you? I, I, action. I, the, the thing is, is, is you're a truly devout <laughs> horror movie enthusiast. <laughs> Which I love about you, yeah. But um, I I like to stick my hands into all genres. A little bit of everything. I I am a uh, I'm I'm a pan genre. You're polyamorous, you know. You get around. No, it's not polyamorous. It's pan genre. In an open relationship. Oh my gosh. Speaking of something else, I I loved I loved their their hallmark little. We're getting like way. (laughs) Obviously, yeah. (laughs) I was gonna ask you though. Um, Okay, so you're like kind of relating our store to it. I have talked to like other gay guys who just saw it this weekend as well, especially like one of them was Ian and Ian saw a lot of himself in, in the Billy Eichner character and Bobby and um, his whole story. And uh, a couple other guys that I know saw themselves in like, in not Luke, Aaron, Aaron saw themselves in Aaron. And I feel like this is a movie where a lot of people are seeing themselves in these characters. I have to say, I didn't really relate it like story wise to this movie. Cause we got married real young. I think I was, what, how old was I, 22, 23? 22 when we got married. When we got married, and and, and, and the movie is about Billy Eichner as Bobby, a 40-year-old single man, you know, who has a podcast and is, like, you know, running an LGBT, or, you know, on the board of an LGBT... Uh, Q plus Q+ museum. Museum center. That's going to launch, yeah. And so, like, from that, it's even, even, even Aaron's story, I guess, you know, he's also single, and, you know... Um, very much involved in hookup cult in the the hookup culture of, of the gay community, and I just that those, those stories never really like aligned with me. I was never in all of that, you know. I I had my college years, I had my fuckboy years, and even then, I was still like I wasn't really all that involved in hookup culture. I did my hooking up, you know, no shame to them, but like the dating pool in Alabama was really really small. Um, I also in college dated a guy for a couple of years. And so like my on and off relationship kind of dictated when I was hooking up and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I met you 
my last year in college, we were married a year later, so I don't really relate to this story. So you're saying you haven't gotten a chance to have a whole face? I'm like, when do I move to New York City and have a whole face and live in a really nice apartment and you know, with hold a wine glass while I'm talking to my significant other and, and then flip into the grinder app, you know? When is that for me? <laughs> when does that happen for me? I'm sitting here with a Buffy the Vampire Slayer cup with a an El Paso, Texas. <laughs> Stuck with me. I love being with you, baby. I love being with you. But, yeah, I mean, like, did you well, see... I, I, what, I, what parts did you sort of relate to? Um, I, did, I, I related to... So, at first, like, I saw the two guys, and I immediately, like, I thought they had such chemistry... I thought it clicked. I was like, yes, I definitely stand them. And uh, I related to like just the casualness of it all. Yeah. And I like that they were very blunt and up forward about what they wanted, what they didn't want. And um, I, I don't know. I, did, I, I liked all the ups and downs. I liked them uh, going to on vacation. I liked all of the, I, I don't know. I like, it was, it was a ride for me. You know, me. it felt like Six in the City for me. When they were going through the yeah. seasons and stuff like that. You know how this first Sex in the City movie, they go through like a whole year. You know, they go through Valentine's Day, Christmas, all of that. And Which, they kind of do that here. Not entirely. They go. I do know they go from summer to Christmas at least, right? And when do we end? Is it right after Christmas or is it during I Christmas? I think it's maybe springtime slash early okay, summer. so we're doing it but like a good, over a good chunk of time. Since you brought that up, just caveat to anybody who decides to watch the Sex in the City movies. They are not good unless you've watched the show. They are good. They you will fall asleep. No, 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 no. But if you watch the show, definitely a treat. Don't listen to it. All of it is fantastic. Um, I, I, well, you know what I really enjoyed about this show or about this movie though was that it. I don't know. I feel like you know, with this is definitely a Billy Actor movie. You know, like it is. It is made by Billy Eichner, starring Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner gets to sing in it. He gets to have the hot love interest. You know, it is the Billy Eichner show. But Pro- produced by Jude Law. Jude Law. Yeah. Judd Apatow. Judd Law. Same Often person. get them get, Same get person, confused. You know, Judd Apatow nanny scandal. We all we all remember it. Um, no, it, 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 even though it like does focus on Bobby, the character of Bobby, uh, it does. What? I said he did have a nanny scandal. Oh, okay, Judd Apatow? No, Jude Law. Jude Law. I feel like even though the movie was focused on Billy Eichner's character of Bobby, that it did kind of... We got a bunch of different perspectives in this movie. Um, you know, it is not a movie that is equally about Aaron and Bobby at the same time. You know, it definitely, like, focuses on Bobby. It's maybe a... I don't know what the split would be. Maybe, like, a... I'd, I'd say, like, a 60-40-70-30 split. I could buy that. Yeah, some sort of split like that. But we do get, like, little, little moments where um, we get... Aaron's perspective of things and how like Bobby was a dick in this situation or like how Aaron was a dick in this situation. You know, we, we get those. We also get different perspectives from our side characters as well. This is a movie that is very much like talking about this community. And I know a lot of people are, don't like to call it a community. I, 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 I used to say that too, where it's like, well, we're not really a community. This isn't a community, you know? And I think that is like, to everybody's preference, you know, yeah. um, it's just kind of easier to like just blanket statement, call it a community. But this is a movie that really like shows a lot of what does happen in the community. You know, hookup culture is a big thing in the gay community. Um, and we get a lot of hookup culture commentary in this movie. Never once do I think that it uh, talks down on hookup culture or like it's a bad thing. Mm. It doesn't talk down. It really doesn't talk down on any way of life. You know, he's taking... 
uh, steroids. There's no conversation that makes it a bad thing to take steroids. There's uh, There's no conversation that makes it a bad thing to have hookup culture. Um, The real conversation that Billy uh, Billy Eckner's character Bobby was having was not to have a heteronormative. Like, what what does love look like for a queer couple? Yeah. You know, without subscribing to the heteronormative, get married, have two plus uh, 2.5 kids, you know, have the white picket fence. What does that look like? And it's kind of answering that question because a lot of gay movies that have been made for the straight eye, <laughs> queer eye for the straight eye, um, have been kind of putting uh, gay people in heteronormative um, positions, Ooh, but that doesn't mean that gay people like don't do the same thing. Society knows yeah. how to not do that. I don't think society knows how to not be heteronormative. You know, um, but this is exploring that. I and like. I, but I do think it, like the movie does. I mean, maybe maybe called out was is is not the right word here, but it is a movie that is definitely like highlighting in in a big yellow highlighter all of these different like subcultures of this culture you know and like what's going on in this culture and that you know by this point bobby is a 40 year old man who has experienced a lot of this has experienced the hookup culture has experienced all of the the dude bros who you know are in the club with their shirts off and you know the the twinks and the the bears and you know um all of these different subcultures and it seems like he has the life experience with that whereas like it's not something i really relate to because i don't have the life experience with that which is Um, fair but i still am in this community too and i know what these things are as well so like when they're talking about this when they're showing this i'm like oh well i am familiar with that i understand that that feels like something for me because you know this is a community i am in so yeah but but you're also right that they do have some like subtle commentary on stuff well, they have commentary on everything uh, of course because like they had movie does. subtle commentary on I feel like the maybe the looks, physique, culture. So that was I want to talk about because you brought up the there's a there's a scene where Bobby walks in on Aaron, um, and Aaron. So if you haven't seen the movie already, <laughs> Bobby is a like I said a forty year old podcast host who's just it's Billy Agner, you know it is just Billy Agner. and then Luke McFarlane he used to be on Brothers and Sisters and I used to have like a big crush on him back in the day when he was on Brothers and Sisters and he sounds like, kind of incest he's like the the like mask bro with like the big the, the nice muscles like really big muscles and um, uh, the first time we see him he's at a club with his shirt off you know he wears his baseball cap backwards. <laughs> Uh, and it seems like Aaron, you know, just hooks up with the other, I don't know, the, the, the first night we meet him, he's supposed to be hooking up with like a baseball player and like his boyfriend who are like jacked, you know, studs and like other mask bros. So mask for mask bro, you know? Um, so there's one scene where, uh, uh, they're kind of dating at this point. They're in Provincetown and, and Bobby walks in on Aaron in the bathroom and he's like injecting himself with testosterone and he comments on that and he's like why are you doing that you don't need to be doing that but he says you didn't really have a problem uh, or you're you're the one like doting all over my body and like you know making such a big deal about how great my body looks you know um and billy eichner kind of like gives a look kind of like you know understands what he's saying you're right. understanding understands the uh, hypocrisy of that part but then we don't really or at least from what i remember we don't really like revisit that that's kind of like dead there and doesn't really like because i don't think it needs to be revisited for me i do not i thought that was such a great point that actually should have been revisited no no because i think in my opinion like hey if you like how somebody looks like that's fine yeah like i I, I don't think it's me saying hey i like how you look 
uh, or like, oh, I can't believe you're going to the gym. Well, you like how I look when I go to the gym. Oh, okay. You know, like that's not a problem, right? But like, uh, like when they're talking, when I'm talking about like, fit, talking about gay guys and physique in it, mm-hmm. um, and we've talked a lot about uh, on our podcast about you know being in shape or out of shape or how we feel, you know, yeah, especially in uh, contrast with the gay community, and the gay community is very. I wouldn't even say fitness forward. I'd say physique forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's a 40-year-old man who has to, you know, do uh, steroids to do that. But they also talked about, like, when they went to that, the billionaire's house and he was like, y'all are too old to be in the pool. Made me think, oh, my gosh, I guess in the gay community, they really would be considered older men. Whereas, like, I even see right now, especially younger queer men on TikTok, just be super critical of people just, 27 years old mm-hmm. you know like oh my gosh they're so old and like um, well there is that joke that you know when you hit i don't know when you hit anything above 23 or 24 in the gay community you're basically old right yeah like that, that's a that's a running joke within you turn to daddies yeah so so weird <laughs> um no but i do think that it should have been revisited this is the thing is like that was a moment where we get a lot of we get a lot of, okay, well, Aaron was an asshole to, to to Bobby, right? Aaron was an asshole to Bobby. Aaron asked Bobby to, like, dull his shine and to not be who he really is. And, and you don't do that. You let, you know, especially if you're with somebody and you love them, you let them be who they are. That's a big point. We all know that. And that's a, that is something that's very big in this movie. But we don't have a whole lot of Bobby saying, you know, where was the part where Bobby was telling Aaron, oh, you know, um... Yeah, you have a nice body, but what I really love is you. Like, I love everything about you. I love your mind. I love, you know, how sweet you are. I love how genuine you are. I don't I don't remember a scene like that. There's a lot of like, oh, chase your dreams. You, you want to be a chocolatier. Go be a chocolatier. You know, go design chocolates. But where was, like, Bobby telling Aaron, oh, I love you for you, not because of your body, you know? I love everything about you. It's not that I love your body. It's that I love I you. Think, I think... If you watch the uh, throughout the film, was it there? No, I, I it wasn't like 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 there there, but yeah. I I thought it was. If for me, it didn't feel lacking, but maybe that's just how well, I it's viewed just the film. I'm like thinking of like right, right this second. Um, <laughs> so. No, no, but overall, like I I loved the film. Yeah, I actually would you want to watch it again? I I would. I want to support it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I have to say, a two-hour rom-com for me, straight or gay, is a lot. So, yes. so it's, uh, we will be supporting it again, just like we supported Hereditary for four times. <laughs> we saw Hereditary twice. Yes, we saw it in Colorado, times two. and then we saw it with uh, with a couple of friends. That's the only times we watched mm, it. We watched it like four times. I had to see it. It was Trump. Hereditary is a good movie that should only be seen once. I do think like Luke McFarland is just obviously he's gorgeous, right? Obviously he's like a the very much eye candy in this movie. Let me say that he just has like a sweetness about him that he's just like so lovable and so likable in this movie. And what? Nothing. He's like the golden retriever boyfriend. You know, mm-hmm. you're my golden retriever boyfriend. Don't even. I, I don't like husband. comparisons. I love you, baby. I love you. I don't like and it. It's cute. You're you have like that sweetness and that charm about you as well. You know, um, even without like the mask for mask thing, sort of element of of. of uh, Aaron, he's just sweet. He he comes off as really sweet and comes off as really genuine. But he also has 
is very clearly not interested in having a relationship right like he's like uh, i don't know relationship doesn't really sound like something that's for me right now um he has a guy that he went to high school with that was on the hockey team that he always you know used to fantasize about and had a crush on and then that guy comes out and she's like hmm I really so then wanna, they have a threesome well, really want to hook up with threesome? that guy yeah he's like i really want to hook up with that guy um and he goes up to bobby and he's like hey what are we what are we and what are our rules here i thought that was a really interesting part too it's like the, how they discuss rules because again we are not in a heteronormative like situation here this movie is not a heteronormative movie and as gay people, you know, straight people can do this too. It's free for y'all too. It's um, just more taboo. As gay, it sounds for like, gay yeah. people, you know, we have more honest and open conversations about, look, what are our rules of our relationship? Are we open? Are we Close. Are we sleeping with other people together? Are we completely monogamous? Like, are we cracking the door open? But I feel like gay people, queer people. I'm going to say gay people a lot, but this applies to queer people. It's like we we more freely have those conversations, you know, and I really appreciated that they were going into that in this movie, you know, and they did that quite often. Where know? they're like, okay, let's throw it wide open, and they're like, let's adjust from here. Well, yeah, <laughs> and then Bobby sees Aaron, like, getting a little too, like, turned on by this, uh, by this guy, <laughs> this ex-hockey player, and he's like, you know, after the hookup, he's like, well, how about we just, like, don't? <laughs> yeah. we just don't do that let's just let's just you know enjoy each other for right now um and again that's just like a healthy sort of conversation to have uh and then what's another conversation i don't know like bobby is also a character who is very un- who very much is is very insecure right he's insecure within himself and so he thinks that um Aaron is is just looking at every single mascot guy that there is out there and that he just wants a mascot guy and that he's not able to be the mascot guy that Aaron wants. And so it like eats at him throughout the movie that he's like, oh, I'm not the mask guy Aaron wants. Obviously, Aaron's going to go out and cheat. Um, he's gonna, he wants this guy. He wants that guy. And I think that was really important to kind of show too. Explore, yeah. Is that, yeah, the sort of insecurity. Well, it, 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 it was nice because he had that insecurity and then he hooked up with somebody and then he changed his voice and they're like, why did your voice change? And he's like, well, you would have had sex with me if my voice was this. And, this. and he was like, yes, I would have. Now it's just weird. He kept like going in and out of it. And he was like, are you serious? Are you going to kill me? <laughs> it's just, um, there was a lot that, there was, there was a lot to talk about it here. I almost like, I, I, I always say this for all movies anyway, that I, I usually like want them to be a show. I'm like, this would have been so fun to explore. I, I don't think it would you have been a I show. Like, I didn't like looking. I thought looking was so dull. Um, and maybe I need to rewatch it as like somebody who's a little bit older now, right? Because it came out when I was, I feel like it came out when I was a teenager, or like early adult. Um, it, and I, maybe I need to rewatch it, but I thought it was so dull and like I related to nothing in it. I don't feel like they talked about a whole lot in it. This feels like they could have like, this could have been like six episodes, you know, with a lot to talk about. I, I, I like completely disagree with you. Hmm. I think that we needed a rom-com and it was rom-com. Oh, absolutely. All the no, highs no, 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 and lows. I'm not saying that the way they went about yeah. it was, was wrong. I'm just saying like, I think there was a lot here to be explored and that they explored it all in like a two hour movie, you know, and some things you could expand upon. That just I mean, could be yeah, you could, you could have a uh, bros too. Yeah. I also really liked that. They started, they were talking a lot about judgment within the queer community, you know, like, um, Billy Eichner's character, Bobby is just a lot of judging. <laughs> It is a lot of judging in this movie. He, like, judges a lot of different, like, facets of the community, especially, like, the dude bros, like Aaron. He does a lot of judging based off that. But also, we're coming from a place of, well, the dude bros also judge people like Bobby and judge, you know, um, 
the, the the heavier guys, you know, the guys who are a little bit bigger or the guys who are a little bit more femme or, you know, we, we do get all of the judgy here. We even get like it, it, in a more, more, um, explicit way when they're all sitting around the boardroom table and, you know, we've got the bi guy, we've got the gay guy, we've got the, the, the trans woman, we've got, you know, we've got like everybody from this community yeah. and, you know, they're all judging each other and like getting mad at each other, but you know, they're still in this community and that was, you know, a more yeah, explicit yeah, way. Yeah, but, but no, none of it's malicious. It's, 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 it's not poking fun at. Yeah. It's poking fun at in a good natured way. But that's what we do in this community is we judge the freak out of each other you know like that yeah but that's malicious but in the movie they took that and they made it like a joke well they take everything and make it kind of a joke that's yeah. a comedy it's rom-com that's what you do you know but you know that is what happens in the, within this community is that you know there's a lot of judgment honestly i really enjoyed the movie in all of its facets and uh so far it's received an a uh, cinema score mm-hmm. and it's received it's around 90 something percent on rotten tomatoes yeah well critically it's doing really really well right like even rolling stone kind of like what do you mean well it was also review bombed but on imdb before it came out but shit like that happens. for people who have, shit like that happens i think yeah. like she hulked that happened or like captain marvel that happened you know like that anything <laughs> that's queer <laughs> race related or um that, uh, uh, promotes women that happens a lot but there's like Actual people who went and saw the movie, you know, a lot of people really like it. Oh yeah, um, and I think over majority, I would say, of people really liked it, you know. But still, so Smile also came out this this weekend, and it made like nineteen million dollars in the first weekend. It it, uh, it I think that was the number one movie, and this movie, Bros, is number four at four point eight million dollars. Four point eight, four point nine million dollars. Yeah. Um, and so it, I think the budget was around $22 million. And some people are just saying that it's probably not going to be, it's probably going to be a flop or it's probably not going to make its money back or I don't know, for whatever reason, uh, people just did not show up for this movie this weekend. Um, again, it's the first weekend. So there's still time for people to show up and for it to start spreading word of mouth. But you know, also, we want to say community, the word community. Well, the community is also not a monolith. So not everybody enjoyed this movie, the people who did go see it. Also, you know, I've seen criticisms for this movie. I've seen, you know, we loved the movie, but not everybody loved the movie. Well, it's kind of when Love, Simon came out, and then a lot of people didn't want to go see it, or yeah. the people who did see it thought it wasn't for the gays, it was for the straights. I I, I think I can talk somewhat for... About the gay community. So recently... I think I could talk about the gay community. I think <laughs> uh, I'm allowed. I'll uh, have like a little pass about it. Recently, the new um, reboot of Queer as Folk came out, and it was amazing. It took place in New Orleans. It had a much more diverse uh, cast of characters, had amazing storylines, amazing acting, amazing everything. It was great. It referenced Buffy at least three times, and um, it was just canceled recently uh, for lack of people watching it basically and i think that when whenever especially when i go on twitter and i see uh gay content gay media there's always gay people who really shit on it yeah um and sometimes we're not all the way together as a community to support ourselves and when we don't support ourselves like when we don't support ourselves for also the uh what was that vampire show on netflix oh first kill first First kill kill shitty though i like Okay. Yes, Sorry. Yes. We're gonna cover but, <laughs> yes. But <laughs> it, actually, I don't think it was. I think that one weird thing where they just threw the wig that was really weird. But 
Um, the thing is, I think that we need to be supporting queer content overall if we want other kinds of queer content. Well, yes, and that's the thing with anything, right? It's like money talks. If this makes money, they're going to make more of this, yes. right? And I feel like Love, Simon was kind of successful, that, that successful enough that they turned it into a Hulu show. You know, so like if this movie makes money, they will make more movies. They could even make a sequel to this movie. Right. Yes. But like, OK, so I kind of started like a little list because I've been really thinking about this all day. It's like, why aren't people showing up? You know, um, number one, I think it's very much a movie that's for a specific audience. Right. It's very it, 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 it is for this culture. It is about, or not for this culture, but it is about this culture, you know. And not everybody has any understanding about this culture, you know? Um, even us, like we were just kind of talking about, our life experience does not line, or myself um, more so, does not line up with specific elements of this culture. And even though I can go and enjoy it and I understand some things, do straight people understand this culture? Do, do other people who are not, do people within the gay community who go to see this movie but are not really involved in the gay community, do they understand what's going on? Do they understand any of this? You know, if they're not sitting on Twitter or, like, understanding any of the lingo? Um, I don't know. It is just the audience feels very specific. You know, it's targeted towards this specific audience. Um, yep. And that might just not be for everybody. But you can see uh, a Pretty Woman and not have been uh, uber rich well, or have true. been a prostitute no, and true. still love it. Very true. So, very true. um but, but I, I also agree with you where like it has, it definitely seems like it has more of a narrow yeah. or at least just queer um, scope to it, which could make people feel like it's not a movie for them. So another one, not all queer people feel comfortable going to the theater to see this movie, right? Um, so I will admittedly myself, um, I should have been taking my like straight friends to see it, but when we, you brought up, you said, oh, well, let's ask um, X, Y, and Z to go with this. I was like, uh, I really don't want to. And it just kind of like slipped out. I didn't really like mean to be that harsh about it, but I was like, no, I don't want to. I'd, I'd rather just be us and, and our friend's age. Um, <laughs> uh, and I think that was just like, it just came out of me subconsciously because, uh, I don't know, you know, sometimes you get a little bit tense when you're sitting around people that, you know, are like, uh, are Possibly these people going to understand? I don't want, I get nervous about people being judgmental, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I get nervous sitting in a movie theater and these straight people who are with us, are they going to like, like this? Or are they going to like scoff? Or are they going to, you know, uh, and maybe those aren't people I should be hanging out with if they were to scoff, you know, if they were to like shit on this movie um, for the gay content, like they don't have to like the movie, but like if they're shitting on it for the gay content, maybe those aren't people I need to hang out with. But it's still within me that I'm like nervous and like, uh, so I'm, I was kind of glad they didn't go because when we went, I was like laughing and I was loud and you know, it was, it was fun to be there and other people in there were laughing. And so it didn't feel like an uncomfortable environment. It felt like the people who were in that theater wanted to be in that theater with us, right? Like nobody yeah. was making them go see that movie. Um, yeah. Nobody was dragging them to go see that movie. Without having it in the back of your head, are they? Yeah. how are they reacting to it right now? Yeah. And then, uh, which actually brings me to something else Billy Agner said in one of his interviews. He said he really wanted the moment of like queer people being in a queer cinema surrounded by other queer people enjoying a moment that's their singular. Well, that you know, was like, Love, Simon for us that the, at the the height, I feel like. Because I feel like yeah. Love, Simon, we were our theater was packed, man. Yeah. It was, we were surrounded by queer people. And it was really nice to see. And when we left the theater, we saw all kinds of people, you know, people who were expressing their queerness, like, differently. And, like, just through outward expression, you can, like, visibly see it. Um, 
And I feel like I was kind of expecting that for this movie, and I didn't see that. But also, like, me aside, um, take, you know, queer people in certain parts of the country who, you know, I don't know, freaking know, where, where's Alabama, you know? I lived in Alabama. Queer people in Alabama, in a smaller town, they go to the theater to see bros. Are they going to really, are they feeling comfortable enough to go to the theater, go up to the ticket counter and say, hey, can I get a ticket for bros? You know, the poster is two guys holding each other's, holding their hands on each other's butts, right? Like, is that queer kid going to feel comfortable going to do that? Or are they going to be fearing some sort of backlash, some sort of, like, judgment from the ticket counter? Or, you know, people seeing them come out of there, or maybe their friends from school are at the same theater, and they see, you know, them coming out of that movie or going into that movie? Like, there is a sort of fear in that. Which is funny, because we saw that in the movie, too. Remember when they came out of the gay movie? yes. And and then he, he he saw his buddy, yeah, and he was like, "Oh, That's yeah, we exactly just what I'm talking about yeah. too." Is like sometimes yeah. there is an uncomfortability for queer people who are not in an environment where they're surrounded by queer people. You know, yeah. I think sometimes queer people forget that that they're all like, "Well, you have to be brave. You just have to like, you know, just do it. Fuck everybody else." Fuck it. And you know, people are sometimes in environments where they cannot do that, right? They maybe just don't feel like being harassed at that moment, and so they're like, "I'm not gonna go see the movie tonight. I'm just not gonna." I'll wait for streaming. I'll just wait for streaming, right? Um, And also, you know, maybe similar type of queer people, maybe a queer person who's a little bit lonelier doesn't want to go to the movies by themselves. I know tons of people who don't want to go to the movies by themselves, right? Until I met you, I never went to the movies by myself. I would have never gone to the movies by myself. I love going to movies by myself. I mean, I loved going well, to the I, movies by that's myself. That's fun. You know what? That is fun. I'll go see all my damn horror movies. You can go see the rom-coms <laughs> and we will meet afterwards, okay? Um, no, but like people who are maybe like a little bit lonelier or just don't have other queer people to go see these movies with or like straight people who are willing to go see these movies with and they're like, well, who the hell do I go see this movie with? Well, I guess I'm not going to the movie, you know? We, to those people, if, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I don't want to go to the movies alone, just sit in the back. That's what I it do. is a really great experience. Yeah. Like the this, this is kind of how I changed my thinking on it. Is like the lights go off, right? The lights go yeah. off. Nobody's like staring at you. I promise you, nobody's staring at you. Um, go see a movie by yourself. And it, it's it's funny, you know. Go take yourself on a date. There you go. You know. There you go. At, to, to go some candy. In. To go see this. It's fun. Um, Another one that I have. Um, straight folks feeling uncomfortable with this kind of movie. I think we kind of hit up on that a little bit, right? With our fear of them feeling uncomfortable and then us feeling yes. judged by so that. So we touched on it. Um, so the in the marketing for this movie, right? Um, let's just talk about straight people in general, you know? Uh, this movie does have a few jokes where they do kind of talk about straight people, right? And it's like, they're jokes. We understand they're jokes. We make jokes about gay people, straight people. Like, we just make those jokes. It's funny. Um, is a straight person watching the bros trailer and seeing them say, oh, well, straight's had a good run. Are they going to be like, ah, ah, look, it's just a movie. We're being attacked. It's just a movie attacking straight people, right? Well, you know, they're probably not going to go see that movie then, right? And it's, uh, and so, it, so it's that. They're also, there are also straight people who are like super right wing who just don't, they're going to like, this is some woke bullshit. Any movie that comes out, right? The Woman King. The Woman King. People were like, woke BS, you know, Captain Marvel, woke BS, um, Bros, woke BS. There are people who are just like immediately going to say woke BS. But you know what? I I am waiting for those uh, 
couple of just like best friends who are going, they have no idea about this movie. They're going to the movies. They're like, oh, it says bros. This must be like a, a bromance movie. You see the poster. They, they no, see, I know what kind of movie you're going yeah. in to look at. The past couple of years have been really rough as far as like social commentary, right? Political commentary. And a lot of people are going to look at this movie, look at the trailer immediately and be like, I, it goes along with the woke BS, right? And they're going to be like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear the buzzwords. I don't want to hear people telling me that I'm bad for being straight or that. And this is like what people are going to automatically assume, right? Um, yeah. It, they just are. Well, and well, well, I'm not saying that this movie did all of that because I don't think they did that. I don't yeah. think it was like villainizing people. I think it was just, you know, kind of talking and saying things and like having an opinion on something. But I don't think it was villainizing anybody. But. Are are the people who they're making jokes about, are they going to see it like that? And you feel know? villainized. They're going to feel attacked. Yeah, or, they, and they're going to feel or, like Or they're going to want to wanna feel attacked. They're going to want to feel attacked. They're, wanna, wanna, um, they're like, want to be victims. No, no, no. Th- that makes sense because I think that you, you brought this point up to me a little earlier. Yeah. And I was completely against it. But not, not nothing about it. If, if they saw the trailer, which maybe there should have been two trailers. One for the straights, one for the gays. So get no, the straights to go so. get in there, and then the straights are like, "I love this." I don't think so. Let's I don't be think poly. So. I think, yeah, no, I don't think there should have been two trailers. I think we get the trailer that we got. This is not a movie no, that I think should there have, should have been to bend over for straight people or yeah, bend for like, over I, for... no, yeah, it's bend over. I don't think it's a movie that has to bend over for anybody. But you do also have to take into the uh, into account the politics. It's just marketing, of it all. because right. if you just cut some of those jokes out of the marketing, mm-hmm. and you get in there and you realize this is partially a satire, it's a rom-com, then that's just going to go through you. Because not only are they making fun of, they're making fun of all of the people at that table. All the, the people at that table when they're making fun of the people from all uh, different parts of the queer perspective. Right. And then they bring up straight people who, who, admittedly aren't at the table, but like, it's also like another joke. Right. Like they're, it's comedy. It's comedy. It's freaking comedy, man. And like, that's the thing is like you have I hate this like both sides of the aisle thing because on one side of the aisle, you know, there's been gay jokes for as long as time can tell and everybody was fine with that and they're like, Why don't you it's a joke? Why don't you just like get over it, right? But then like <laughs> now on the other side, if you're making a straight joke, they're like, Well, I just am being attacked for being straight. This is like, you know, it's just, you know, if you're straight nowadays, if you're white and straight, then you're just the bottom of the totem pole these days. You know, I hear that stuff all the time. <laughs> or, or like, why he call me sis? Why he call me sis? <laughs> I don't want to be called sis. Um, I'm and, not a sissy. <laughs> but we're just kind of, we're kind of in, we are, we're in a moment where the past few years have, there's been a lot of political and social commentary and talking to and talking about and just like nonstop. Right. And like maybe rightfully so that these are things that need to be talked about, but there are still groups of people who like just are like tired of it. They're tired of hearing the buzzwords. They're tired of hearing like people say the word white cis, you know, and like starting to the lists and the labels and like the, they don't want to hear that. And so they see a trailer like, like bros. And they're like, I am not going to see that because I did that. That is what that movie is going to be. And I'm not going to go see a movie like that because I don't feel like being talked to. I don't feel like being talked down to. I don't feel like being attacked. And which is crazy. Cause if you really turn this perspective on that a little bit, it's more so people saying that, um, if you show these stories that have different people mm-hmm. than you are, then that for some reason makes it super difficult for me. 
Exactly. And that's like, that's unfair. It's so, so suddenly when we have uh, people who are different making movies, like you've been making movies, uh, suddenly it's a political issue. Yeah. They, suddenly it's an ideological issue. They think of it um, like that, right? Yeah. It's, it's true. It is true. And also, and I think it's okay to say this. Some people are just really tired and like a little bit exhausted of the social and political commentary. I think that's okay. But. Well, then like, they can get off Twitter and go see bros. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, you're, you're kind of judging a book based on its cover, right? When you don't know that's how the movie's actually going to be. You're just assuming the movie's going to be like that, right? So like, go see the movie. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you'll enjoy it. Maybe you'll enjoy the jokes. A little bit of homophobia with it, right? Obviously. Yeah. I have definitely seen the homophobia going around about this movie. You know, um, let me see. I think I got a, uh, actually I got one. Um, not interested in watching what gays do is their business, but I don't want to watch that. There's a lot of that going on right now. Like, okay, I'm sorry that I watch straights do their business. Exactly. So we do have a lot of that. We're going to have like the straight people who see the poster and see two guys, like especially men, right? Like straight men who, Mm -hmm. who, look at a poster like that and they're like, well, nobody's going to catch me going in, into a movie with, a, you know, that sort of poster. Well, or, which I, I still disagree watch. with. That's a very straight poster. Well, it is for this community, right? <laughs> well, no, I, I, no, I don't agree. I don't agree though. They do not, they're not going to go into a movie like that. They're not going to go into a movie like that with the kind of, there's a little bit of like a tinged homophobia there. Another question. Do we have to appeal to the straights to have a successful movie? Realistically, I think that uh, straight people make up a significant portion of the box office. Well, of course. So uh, I, I don't necessarily think that you have to appeal to the straights, um, but I do think that uh, there are steps to do that. And I think that this was almost a he jumped up, you know, like when you're going up the steps and you're like, I'm going to jump. And he jumped up a couple steps. Yeah. And he made the movie he wanted to make. It's amazing. A. Uh, a over ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes, um, but unfortunately on the box office side of things, and it, which is interesting because during the movie they had that portion where he, you know he was talking to an executive who said, "Let's make a gay movie for straight people." You remember? Yeah, yeah. Which is what a lot of other gay movies, and maybe if he had made a gay movie for straight people, mm-hmm. it would have been more um, well received. But honestly, I don't think so. I, I, I don't, I, I don't think yeah. it would have been. Again, the question, does this movie need to pander to straights in order to be successful? I think one big factor of this movie is that it is produced by Judd Apatow. And that's a really big one. Let's go through some of the movies that Judd Apatow has had a hand in making, right? Um, 40-Year-Old Virgin. Straight people, straight guys. Bro bros. Love the 40-Year-Old Virgin, right? Um, fun with Dick... Fun with Dick and Jane. Nobody's talking about that one. <laughs> Do you remember that one? It wasn't good. Like a weird one. Um, Knocked Up. That was a big fucking movie, you know? Um, Don't Mess with the Zohan. Movies like that. That is such a good movie. Pineapple Express. This is 40. Trainwreck. Um, even lately, The King of Staten Island, that, that Pete Davidson one, which I don't know if many people saw that one, but um, The Cable Guy, you know? Like, he's had a handle on a lot of these. This is like a straight get. This is a get. And this movie should have been like another one that like people, they, they really, I do know in the marketing, they pushed his name a lot in like the interviews and they wanted to make sure that, Hey, straight people 
who liked all of these movies that I did before. I'm doing this movie too, right? But they still didn't show up to see it, you know? So it's yeah. a very peculiar question. Why didn't they show up to see it? I think it goes back, you know, to some of the stuff we talked about a little bit earlier. I'm going to read a couple of tweets by Billy Ochner, actually, because he talked about that uh, five hours ago. He said, last night I snuck in and sat in the back of a sold-out theater playing bros in L.A. The audience howled with laughter, start to finish, burst into applause at the end, and some were wiping away tears as they walked out. It was truly magical. Really? I, <laughs> You did cry, but what don't you cry, baby? Are you crying now? I don't. Oh, my butt. Stop. I don't cry at stuff. You threw your hand away from me. No, no, you don't get me. No, now. no, no. You don't your, get me. Give, now. give me your hand. No, give me. Your, no. <laughs> let, let, let me do it right. Uh, really, I am very proud of this movie. Rolling Stone has already already has bros on the list of the best comedies of the 21st century. What's also true is that at one point, a theater chain called Universal said they were pulling the trailer because of the gay content. Uh, Universal convinced them not to. America, fuck yeah, etc., etc. That's just the world we live in, unfortunately. Even with the gro- with the glowing reviews, great Rotten Tomato score, and A Cinema score, uh, straight people, etc., straight people, especially in certain parts of the country, just didn't show up for Bros. And that's disappointing, but it is what it is. Everyone who isn't a homophobic weirdo should go see Bros tonight. You will have a blast, and it is special and uniquely powerful to see this per, uh, particular story on a big screen, especially for queer folks who don't get this opportunity often. I love this movie so much. Go bros. Yeah, I mean, Billy Ackner's, like, clearly upset about it, and rightfully so. You know, he put his blood, sweat, and tears into it and, and re- worked really hard on the movie, and it's it's got to be disappointing to see it kind of, like, and there's a mission for it, you know? It makes it hard when your your baby is not doing as well as you want it to, and then... Backing that up is there's a mission behind it, you know, like to get the gay rom-com out there and to make it successful and like to have those headlines saying, see, this gay rom-com was successful, right? This gay rom-com made it stamp. And uh, so I understand that he's feeling a little bit hurt and I hope that he, I hope he's just so proud of this movie that he just kind of like just rides it rides the success of oh, yeah. it rides that he's getting all these glowing reviews and, and everything he just listed. Um, and at the same time, uh, he was kind of pointing out here, you know, who, who, why the movie might not be so great. He said like straight people didn't show up, right? We already did a whole conversation about that. Straight people just didn't show up for to see this movie for X, Y, and Z reasons. Um, but also there's a lot of fighting on, I'm seeing a lot of fighting on Twitter and a lot of arguing, I mean, Twitter's not real life, right? <laughs> but um, among people, some of them, you know, even the queer community, right? Queer people saying they didn't like this movie for X, Y, and Z, for the cis white male lead, or for, you know, whatever, whatever reasons. Some people saying they did really like it, and that if you didn't go see it on um, opening weekend, that it's your fault. You're the one to blame for it not doing so well, and you're the reason why we don't have movies like this, right? I think there's just a lot of, like... <laughs> And it's always like that, you know? It's always uh, infighting between us that starts after after things like this, you know? we Whenever a, a queer project comes out, it is queer people who will attack that project more than anybody else. Or not more than anybody else. I'm going to back that up. Um, but those are the loudest, right? Because we have, to, for some reason, we are like harsher on our own community's projects than like others. So I, I actually have something to say about that. Okay. I think that whenever you have a, a smaller community of people 
where you have uh, less out there yeah. that represents them, it's not going to represent everybody, right? Yeah. So when if this was if Bros was just a straight movie, um, and it it would just been a really good straight movie, or if it was bad, it would have been just oh it's just a flop. But since it's a gay movie, it has that pressure on it to be good. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if you don't see yourself represented in it or you decide to boycott the movie because it doesn't represent a part of you that you feel, or you don't feel like a part of the community was well represented in this, mm-hmm. um, then like it's, it's th- this movie is not going to represent everybody. I, 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 it just I, won't. It yeah. won't. Yeah. And but, it can't. But, but let's get to a point where we can have a plethora of movie. Let's have, get, get to a point where we can have really bad gay movies. Um, uh, like uh, where we can have just really bad gay movies and really good gay movies, and it just not all fall on a couple people's shoulders, you know. Well, and that's what the thing is is like there's so much infighting. When like let's also realize, I understand that like you know there's usually the drop after your opening weekend. Your opening weekend should be the weekend that you genuine generally you know make the most money, and that's gonna kind of set the the tone for how it's gonna go later on down the road, right? Like, we hear that on Gra- from Grace Randolph all the time, how how much movies drop per, per week. Um, but this is the opening weekend, and if you didn't go see this movie the opening weekend, for whatever reason, I don't care what the reason is. I don't care what the reason is. is, is that's that's your own damn business. Fault. Um, yeah. Fault? Yeah. I thought, well, are we not? What? I'm not blaming. I'm just no, I'm, I'm not going there. Um, you didn't have to go see it opening weekend, and it doesn't all fall on your shoulders, okay? I mean, I would say think about the longevity and the after effects from something like this, right? Like, make sure you do support queer projects so that we can have more queer projects. I would support that. But if you didn't get to see it this opening weekend, go see it next weekend. Go see it the weekend after, right? Like, just, I think support is very important, Um yeah, I, I, I would put my whole faith behind this. Mm-hmm. I definitely 100% recommend this movie. Yeah. Um, here soon, you're, they're probably going to see new posters that say, Alistair Penn recommends... Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. This movie. Amateur, amateur uh, reviewers. The, <laughs> best movie of, of Halloween. Yeah. My final sort of thought on it is, because I think it's really interesting, the whole conversation about like why it's not doing so well. I think that whole conversation is super interesting. But I think I think my final thought on it is that I think this is a movie that's going to be, that's going to have a bigger life after its theatrical release. I think it's going to do really well on streaming. Maybe it should have been released on streaming and on, you don't think so, and theatrical? No. No, I, I think that gay movies can be in the movies too. I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm just talking about the the, the way we are in in movies and TV land today. Anyway, I think the, yeah, because there's no movies that release side by side anymore. Okay. That's not like yeah a thing anymore. I think this movie is going to have a bigger life after that. I think for whatever reason, if queer people weren't comfortable going to see this movie, they're definitely going to watch it on streaming, right? Like if if a queer kid yeah, wasn't comfortable yeah. going to the theater, and for whatever reason. They'll check it out on streaming. Um, people will watch this on streaming, and I feel like it's going to have more of a life when people are able to like screenshot it and talk about it and share, you know, clips and like. I I do have high hopes that it's going to do better than it than it has done in its theatrical release just on opening weekend. You know, something else we didn't consider that I just looked at yeah. just real quick before we end is that it is rated R. It is rated and R. R. And most rom coms are not rated R. Well, and I don't think it's a kids which, movie, and I wouldn't. Have yeah, taken, I like. I wouldn't have taken my parents to this. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I did. I, I wouldn't have either. But yeah. I'm, 
Um, I, 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 but when you do make things rated R, it does cut out like a percentage of the population who can't see happens. it. It just happens. It just happens. And contribute funds to it. Because um, me as like a 16-year-old, I'd probably want to go see it. I don't know. Uh, not that true. I should. I mean, so you wouldn't be allowed in the theater. They wouldn't sell it to you. I actually worked at a theater, so I think it'd be fine. Mm. <laughs> do, you know many, do you know how many movies I supported? But I bought the the ticket to Beverly Hills Chihuahua <laughs> instead. <laughs> I went to see Paranormal Activity. Me and my friend Samantha went to see Paranormal Activity. I bought a ticket to the Cirque du Freak movie for that. So the Cirque du Freak got my money, okay. and I snuck into Paranormal Activity. Let's not start with this with, with Cirque du Freak. Uh, this so movie, get me emotional. I think the movie will have like a bigger life after after yeah. theatrical release. I think I when it's streaming, it's gonna have a bigger life. I have hope for that. I have strength for that. Um, support it if you want more of this. If you want more of the uh, the queer content, the queer projects, I think it, it is something to support. You know. Yep. Okay. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, if you <laughs> if you enjoy this bruh. episode, bruh, bruh, brosif. Um, if you enjoy this movie, make sure to or this movie, <laughs> our bro show. If you enjoyed our bro show, make sure you go and give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, make sure you comment down below. Uh, what are you? What? Why do you think? If you've made it to the end of this by now, why do you think this movie? didn't perform so as, as well as hoped um, in the box office. Weekend. Yeah. That's my big question for you. Make sure to like a uh, comment down below and we will. Oh, we'll, we'll see not you on Friday, next Monday, next Monday. I'm going to still yeah. have a handmaid's episode yeah, with my mom. We, we have to fix this Friday. I'm going to like spend the whole week working on our set. Cause I really want to get it done by next Monday. So we will see you then. All right. Adios. All right. Love you guys. Love you, baby. Love and you go Brandon. see bros. Go see bros. With your bros. With your bro. <laughs> you leave me hanging, babe. You hit, you swatted my hand away. That hurt my heart. You're leaving me hanging. Mm. Wow. So you don't support. You know what was super bro-y, though, that you used to do? What? You still do it. Your secret. Oh, that. Well, I do it in public because we don't do PDA, so I go. And I go. People are going to hate that. Cancel. <laughs> Done. <laughs> He's at that extra heart. Oh, my gosh. They did that in the movie, too. Like, uh, Aaron was super obsessed with, like, wrestling in the movie. <laughs> that was, he just, like, was, always had to wrestle somebody. We were we were dying. We were dying. <laughs> Go see bros. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's a funny movie. We're going to see it again, so... <laughs>